Guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast or video or YouTube video, wherever you see this. Today is IELTS reading. So I realized how big IELTS listening was the last time I did it. Now, if you're listening to me on the podcast, you're going to get this on back-to-back days, but you're getting it like almost a month in advance. So if you're watching this on video on Facebook, you're getting this on June 14th. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're still getting it a month in advance. I mean, a month later. So again, if you guys want to watch it early, man, I suggest you guys go on my Facebook or go on to my Instagram because I always put Instagram TVs up. And with that being said, I'm very, very excited about this. I'm going to share this screen over with you guys. And we're going to be hopping on here. First and foremost, you must understand that you need to go to my blog. Now, if you guys are listening to me on the ESL podcast, I suggest you get this writing in front of you or you just tune into the video on YouTube. Because again, I'm not going to recite the entire paragraphs out loud. One, because that's not what you do with IELTS. You have to hurry up, skim and scan, and look for the answers. That goes with TOEFL. That goes with, of course, TOEIC 2. If you're reading and you get caught reading, kind of like in America, we have the expression, if you get caught slipping, you get caught doing something you're not supposed to do, you're going to lose time in the IELTS, TOEIC, and TOEFL world, okay? Same with SAT and ACT and all of those. So, ooh, what we're going to be doing, true, false, not given, okay? Along with uh, fill in the blank. Now, I did not write it on here. I think I possibly did or did not. Not yet. And I'm going to write down some techniques too. So be sure to tune into my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com, if you want to get all this writing and whatnot. And I post a lot of things on there. And I will try posting the techniques too for those of you who are watching. So I hate IELTS reading. Now, the fill in the blank is my favorite, okay? Uh, TOEFL reading, obviously far easier, both ITP and IBT, but IELTS is a pain in the ass. Now, when you get the one word only, as you guys see here, but I haven't written it on the, on the blog yet, it's easier. You just have to paraphrase and look up some of the key words that I'm going to find, but it's always the first one that you have to find. That's the most difficult. And, and Cambridge 14, which is the test that I'm covering today, test number four, part four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's part four. Who knows? No, test four. I'm lying. Test four, part one. Ah, there we go. I'm so crazy. It's a little easy with the one word fill in the blank. However, finding the first one, it's going to be the pain in the ass. All right. And then after that, Questions eight, I'm sorry. Okay, so one through eight, we got the fill in the blank. One word. It doesn't say and or a number. One word. Perhaps the tests are more generally like this. Now, this book had come out last year. 15 that has come out this year. I'm waiting for them to post it somewhere online. Probably within the next two weeks, I'll have the reading sections. I only have listening right now. And in saying that, we have one through eight, fill in the blank. Nine through 13, true, false, not given. Again, the, for the most part, people get this and they hit it off pretty well, but it could also be a pain in the ass because sometimes you're just like, wait, what? Why is it that? I don't understand. Why is it this? Why is it that? So what we're going to do today is we're going to cover all, okay, all one through 13, 13 questions we have. But what I want to show you is how you find the answers. That's the most pivotal part because you could waste a lot of time. It could be up to like 
you could waste two, three, up to, upwards to five minutes trying to find that first one. And this is why it's just, oh my God. And so, it, you know, and there are so many different passages. All right. So you got word lists, which I hate. All right. I hate word lists. The headings, the repetition of the words throughout the paragraphs, I kind of get the hint. Uh, but the A through E or the A through G and the A, those types of paragraphs, I just, so we're going to go over all of that. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to show you guys how you can relax. Okay. Although I don't get relaxed when I'm trying to look for things. Again, TOEFL is easy for me, but when it comes to this, it's a pain in the ass. And saying that, we're going to do easy first. After that, we're going to upgrade. I saw the listening. I saw the blog. I saw the plays. Uh, they were like in the 300s. Blog views has skyrocketed. So I'm like, okay, so I see a lot of you need some IELTS. So let's do some more IELTS. So here we go. Yazabel, okay. Girardo. Uh, that's the Spanish accent. In, in, in English, it's Isabel, or no, it's Wisabel. In English, Wisabel, Geraldo's research. So what we have here, okay? I didn't italicize some of these words. Do not worry, it's all good. But the only word that I did not italicize is this one right here. All right, so let's just italicize that right now. If it wants to, like, if it wants to get italicized, well, I guess not. Who cares? So here we go. For those of you listening, we have number one. It says focused on a total of mm, different age groups of ants analyzing. So when you get that, when you see that, different age groups of ants. So we need numbers. All right. So if you look here in the first paragraph. And again, for those of you watching on Facebook, there are no numbers. And the second paragraph, we got 30 years, but we don't have age groups. Okay, you could scan if you'd like, because maybe sometimes there would be age groups hidden in there, but I did not find any words associated with age groups. But in the third paragraph, I'm gonna read it out loud. For those of you that you could somehow make some sense of it, I'll give you the question again focused on a total of space different age groups or age groups of ants, okay? Now, in this paragraph lies the answer, and I will recite the paragraph out loud for all of you. In the lab, P. dentata worker ants typically live for around 140 days. Geraldo focused on ants at forge age ranges, 20 to 22 days, 45 to 47 days, 95 to 97 days and 120 to 122 days. And I'm going to stop there because the answer was in there. So again, I told you guys about the paraphrasing. So if you look at different age groups, different age groups, we have to find something that relates to that in the passage. It's in the second sentence. It says, Girardo. I like saying Girardo. You know, I'm practicing my Spanish. Geraldo focused on ants at forge a i'm sorry four age ranges age groups age ranges groups ranges these are both synonymous so you look at the word before age four that is your answer for number one focused on a total of four different age groups of ants and then she goes on to say 20 to 22 45 to 47 95 to 97 120 to 122 Got it? This is how you do it. Find that paraphrase, age groups of ants. I'm gonna help you with the next one. There's a subheading, it says, be, be have 
All right, so British English boy, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? British English is just annoying, uh, but it says behavoir, okay? Because they add a U between the O and the R. Now, we do not do that in American English. We say behavior with O-R, so it's entirely up to you. One says behavior, one says behavoir. So it says, the bullet point, how well ants looked after their mm. Okay, so what's difficult and what I'm going to point out real quickly is I skipped the first two paragraphs. If you're literally reading the first paragraph, the second paragraph, you literally bypass maybe two to four minutes before you get to the first answer. But after that, it starts to make a little bit of sense. Okay, so and number two, I'll repeat that. How well ants looked after their mm. So we have to look for something that says, look after their what? Now look after their, again, it's gonna be synonymous. So if we look, and if you guys are listening to my podcast, I'll read the rest of the third paragraph. Unlike all previous studies, which only estimated how old the ants were, her work tracked the ants from the time, the pupae, I think I'm saying it right, who cares, became adults, so she knew their exact ages. Then she put them through a range of tests. Fourth paragraph, first sentence. Irardo watched how well the ants took care of the young of the colony, recording how often each ant attended to carry and feed them. So look after is synonymous to another phrase that I said in the first sentence. All right. So I repeat that. Giraldo, oh man, it's getting worse. Geraldo watched how well the ants took care of the young of the colony. Looked after, took care. All right, so we got the possessive adjective there. Okay, took care of. Now, we only need one word. We can only use one word. So which one would you choose? Took care, looked after there. It says here, took care of the young. Now, you have a preposition, you have an article, and then you have young acts as a noun in this sense because the, obviously after the, after an article, you need a noun, okay? However, young is primarily an adjective. Young is the answer. There it is. Now, let's keep going, keep going because I love this. This is just gonna fall in a systematic way, okay? It's gonna go all the way through. But remember, look at the key words in the sentences. In that second bullet point, it says their ability to locate mm, using a scent trail. Okay, now here we go. Third sentence, I'm sorry, second sentence of this passage. I'm going to read it out for you. She, here we go. Da, 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 da. It better. Mm. Did it work? Mm. Why don't you work? Mm. Oh, it worked. Obviously. Okay. Awesome. For those of you who are watching on YouTube or Facebook, it worked. The bold worked. She compared how well 20-day-old and 95-day-old ants followed the telltale, whatever that means, scent that the insects usually leave to mark a trail to food. Now, a scent. Okay. So we got scent and scent. 
All right. So in that number three, their ability to locate mm, using a scent trail. That sentence here. She compelled how well, blah, 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 blah. Scent that the insects usually leave to mark a trail. Okay, so we have scent. About six to seven words later, we see trail. And so their ability to locate what? Locate what? We need a noun. If you're looking at the sentence, okay. If you heard it, the insects usually leave, all right? You got an adverb, you have a verb, you have a preposition. Leave to mark a trail to answer food. Their ability to locate food using a scent trail. That's your answer. All right, let's keep it going. It says here, it says, the effect that mm had on them. The effect, okay? Now, the effect, the effect. What is another word for effect in the following sentence? I'll read it out for my ESL podcasters. She tested how ants responded to light and also measured how active they were by counting how often ants in a small dish walked across a line. Now, effect and responded. Those are your synonymous. I'm going to call them synonymouses. Okay. Now, what had an effect on them? How ants responded to, boom, you have your infinitive, light. Light is your answer. The effect that light had on them. How ants responded to light. There it is, effect and responded. Okay, let's keep going. Number five, how mm, they attacked prey. All right, now this one's a little bit crazier, okay? A little bit crazier. I'm gonna read this all out, okay? Oh, here we go. She tested how ants, was, okay, we already did that one. And she experimented with how ants react to live prey. Now we have to look for a word, attack, okay? Or something that relates to it. So in saying that, we could skip all the shenanigans and go down to the last two sentences which indicates they all responded to light well, reiterating what I've already said, and the older ants were more active. And when it came to reacting to prey, which I literally just said again, the older ants attacked. Okay, so we found the word in the sentence in that specific bullet point, how space they attacked prey. Attack the poor fruit fly, just as aggressively as the young ones did, flaring their mandibles or pulling at the fly's legs. So how, what is the answer? Now again, attacked, what are you gonna put there for the one word? How pray they attack? No, obviously not. They, you can't use a relative, pro, uh, I'm sorry, not a relative pronoun, a personal pronoun because it's already there, okay? We need something before the personal pronoun. So let, uh, how old, how older they attack prey? No. How ants they attack prey? No, okay? You can't have two subjects back to back. Uh, poor fruit? No. Just as? No. Aggressively. Okay, we need an adverb indicating how they attacked him. 
aggressively. You can't say young, how young they attack. No, because young still acts as a noun in that sense. And you can't have a noun and a personal pronoun. The, the double subjects, negative, can't do that, okay? Flaring their mandibles, how mandibles they attack. No, again, looking for an adverb. So if you actually know a little bit of grammar, this could be a little bit easy for you because if you know what you're listening for in that specific subject, oh yeah, that's gonna be money, all right? So, and to top this one off, level two, oh, this is a pain. I think this is going to be a pain. Let's see. Number eight, it says level of two mm, in the brain associated with aging. Okay. Associated with aging. So if we look here in the next paragraph, there's a lot, but that answer is in there. All right, so again, I'm thinking that maybe you guys can do it on your own, but two, we're looking for two things that are relatable. So I'm going to help you guys through this, okay? It says, again, the answer was no. What was more, the old ants didn't experience any drop in the levels of either, so we got the two, we got the two, either what, serotonin or dopamine? The level of two to what? So what are those two? What is serotonin and dopamine? Well, look after the double hyphen, which is the definition. Brain chemicals. You cannot use two words, so you're going to drop the brain and you're going to write chemicals. So number eight is level of two chemicals in the brain associated with aging. And in that sentence, it says brain chemicals whose decline often coincides, meaning associates with aging. That is that. So guys, that's how you do fill in the blank, okay? I think I've walked you through this process. Many other things I'm gonna write down. And then we have the true, false, and not given. I hate this one. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I hate it so much but I'm just gonna show you very, very briefly. So, what we have here is, it's hard because you're like, well, where do I start? Because we just finished on this specific paragraph and we have three more paragraphs that follow. Well, we have to look for the most proper of all proper nouns, okay? Now, obviously the first mention of fatal, fatal, let's just say fatal, okay? P-H-E-I-D-O-L-E -E for my uh, podcasters out there is in the first paragraph, okay? So we could go back up because then after that in number 10, the first mention is a proper noun and it's a name. That helps you a lot because it helps you locate. Okay, let me look for the first time they mentioned this specific name and then you're able to navigate from there and then you'll be able to find it, all right? So going back to the number nine, fatal, true, false, not given. True if the statement agrees with the information. False, if the statement contradicts the information, meaning it is opposite, you would see this with comparatives and other things, right? And then you got your not given if there is no information on this. Between not given and false, people get very confused. And don't worry, I'm going to be going over this in a lot of episodes, okay? <sighs> so, fatal dentata ants are the only known animals which remain active for almost their whole lives, okay? So if we look at that first paragraph, it says, fatal dentata, 
a native ant of the southeastern U.S., isn't immortal, meaning they do not live forever. But scientists have found that it doesn't seem to show any signs of aging. Now, aging, active, it doesn't show any signs. Let's keep going. But are they active their whole lives? So here we go. Older worker ants can do everything just as well as youngsters, and their brains appear just as sharp. You get a picture that these ants really don't decline. And boom, there goes the first message, I'm sorry, the first mention of Isabel Girardo. So what we have to do here is look at it and say, okay, fatal dentata ants are the only known. Now there is a mention of obviously fatal dentata and active, okay? But what the key phrase in there is only known animals. Now, what they're saying about the fatal dentata is true. Old worker ants of the fatal dentata do everything as well as the youngsters. So yes, they are active, maybe for their entire lives, sure. But are they the only known ones? Look at the second paragraph. It says, such age-defying feats are rare in the animal kingdom. Naked mole rats can live for almost 30 years and stay fit for nearly their entire lives. Boom, number nine is false. Why? Because they're not the only known ones. Why? Because the naked mole rats are another one. It's rare, but it's not impossible. They are not the only one. So please be careful with this. This true, false, and not given is a pain in the ass. Okay, so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna do number 10, and then I'm gonna make this active, and I want you guys to do 11, 12, and 13. Now, for those of you watching the video on Facebook, the link will be there, okay? Once this video goes up, the blog is gonna go up. You can look at the blog, make your answers, go back to my video, post your answers for 11, 12, 13. On YouTube, I really don't pay attention, so who cares? And uh, again, for you YouTubers out there who watch me, make sure you go to my Facebook page, okay? And for my ESL podcasters, you know how to get in touch with me. Always go to my Instagram and post it too. So in saying that, Isabel was mentioned towards the end and in the last sentence of the first paragraph. So now, in number 10, it says, was the first person to study Fero Dentara ants using precise data about the insect's ages. Now, remember ages is the key word, and remember where ages was first mentioned <gasps> in the third paragraph. And after you look through all of those ages, the 20 to 22, the 45 to 47, 95 to 97, 120 to 122, when you look past all of that, it says, unlike all previous studies, because we need to focus specifically on Isabel, okay, was the first person to study using precise data. First person to study using precise data. After unlike all previous studies, comma, relative pronoun which, only estimated how old ants were, her work tracked the ants from the time the pupae, okay, the poopy, let's call it the poopy, 
became adults. So she knew their exact ages. Then she put them through a range of tests. Okay. So looking at them, she fed them, she tested them, responded to them. Yes, indeed. She is the first person to use precise data about the insect's ages. Obviously, you see this list right here, okay, for those of you watching. 20 to 22, 45 to 44, da, 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 da. and she used those age ranges, and unlike previous studies, she tracked the ants from the time she was the very first person. So, number 10 is true. This is how you do the true-false not given. This is how you do the fill in the blank. Of course, we have so many other tests and so many other ways of breaking this down. And for those of you on here who want to answer some of these, oh, I'm sorry, the last three questions, make sure you go down. We haven't covered the last three paragraphs yet. So you're going to have to go down there and check those out for obviously the last three sentences. So in sentence 11, it says, the ants in Hidalgo's experiments behaved as she had predicted they would. So look for a word that's similar to predicted in that same paragraph. And then after that, key word in number 12 is the recent studies of bees. Look for the first mention of bees. Use different methods of measuring age-related decline. Okay. And then number 13, federal dentata ants. <gasps> we have to look for the biggest keyword in there, laboratory conditions. British English laboratory, all right? Tend to live longer lives. Oh, I love doing these. These are so exciting for me. I have no idea why. I don't know why. But guys, man, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to this live coaching. If you guys are interested on one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you're interested in anything else or have any questions, or if you would like me to do a follow-up, or continue doing the reading passages, or go over a writing segment, whatever it may be, you make sure you inquire and you tell me, all right? And then from there, I'll be able to put some things together and we'll come back at it. So thank you so much for tuning in to this wonderful, wonderful episode. If you guys, again, have any questions, contact me ASAP and you know how to get in contact with me. I am your host as always, Arsenio. Check out my blog and follow me on IG over and out.